Welcome back to the Homily Prep Podcast. This is Father Jonathan. Today, in our 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time, our readings are very active. We see Isaiah speaking of God who gathers people together. Similarly, Jesus speaks of striving, being disciplined, and like Isaiah, he speaks of people coming together from the ends of the earth. It seems as though our faith is a faith of action. We're called to do something rather than have something done to us. Well, that's true in, in a sense. It's important to understand what we mean by activity. It can be either a good or a bad thing. And we must look at the difference between our actions and Jesus' action. So as an example, here's a little, a little case study. So there was a man who was upset with his job and, in a fit of rage, stormed into his boss's office and chewed him out something fierce. He quit his job there on the spot. And then an interesting thing happened. As soon as he gets home, he felt a deep regret for what he had done and began to try to come up with ideas to fix this problem he now faced, that is, unemployment. At that moment, he realized that his job wasn't so bad after all, and perhaps he overreacted just a bit. So he tries to take action and resolve this problem. Sounds like a good plan, right? Now, before we go any further, I should confess I didn't come up with this example. It's not even from a theology or philosophy book. If it sounds familiar, that's because it's one of the plot lines from an episode of Seinfeld. In that episode, George Costanza quit his job on a Friday, and then on Monday went back to his office and tried to pretend that nothing had happened. He wanted to go back and to pretend. Everyone in his office knew what he had done and were confused, rightly so, when he walked back in. After all, he quit in a rather spectacular way. But you see, I think the reason why this is such a funny slice of life is that it's something that we all wish we could do. After we do something we regret, we wish we could just go back and pretend that it never happened. Forget that I messed up and that everyone knows that I messed up. Now, it didn't work for George, and I'm afraid it won't work for us. That sort of fantasy is an abuse of imagination and the wonderful world of pretend. There's a great quote by C.S. Lewis, and that's right, I'm using Lewis to explain Seinfeld. He says, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. To go back to this idea of pretend and fantasy for just a moment, I think it's important to realize that our ability to think and imagine what could be is deeply important, so deeply important for us, so that we can, in fact, move forward and find truth and beauty in our lives. But when that is abused, like George's fantasy, and all those that Lewis writes about that just want to go back, it becomes, well, it becomes a stagnant repetition of what could have been. That's not where the kingdom is. That's not where we are called to be. And I think that's exactly why Jesus tells us in our gospel for today to strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Unfortunately, there are many Georges around us who, rather than looking forward and setting our eyes on Christ, are overburdened by the past and what could have been. Those are the people Jesus is talking about that will not be strong enough. And let me be clear, it's not because they are unworthy or less loved by God. Remember, the sacrifice of Jesus on Calvary is a once and for all salvation of the entire human race. Period. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're from. Jesus died for you, 
for us. But you see, the problem is that pesky free will of ours that keeps getting in the way. If I don't allow God's love into my heart, then there is only one outcome. As Jesus says at the beginning of chapter 13 of Luke, if you do not repent, you will all perish. There's an ancient heresy called Pelagianism that says we can earn our own salvation through our works, through our actions. This was deemed not only wrong, but contrary to the life of faith, because there's only one thing that can bring about salvation, and that is the cross. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. My goal, my only desire, is to be open to that reality. And this is the type of action that our readings speak of, from Isaiah to Jesus and the letter to the Hebrews. So, how does this happen? How do we open our hearts to Jesus so that his saving action may guide us to that narrow gate? Well, it happens when we worship. When we come before the sacraments, we are working towards that ultimate reality. All those times when I look back and ignore Christ at work in my life, all the times that I backslide away from that narrow gate, all of that can be erased, completely forgiven through the sacrament of reconciliation. It goes even further. Not only that, but we can truly approach Jesus present in the Eucharist. If you look up the definition of liturgy in the Catechism, you'll find that it is a public work or service done in the name of or on behalf of the people. Our liturgical worship is that action that we can do that opens our hearts and continues the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross for our salvation. We don't do it. We don't earn it. We share it. We submit to it. So when we read challenging words like we have this week or even what we heard last week, we should find a bit of comfort and recognize that it is good news after all. It's not doom and gloom and a gospel of exclusivity. After all, both Jesus and Isaiah both remind us where these people who will worship are coming from. They say, I come to gather nations of every language. They come from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Again, an emphasis on that salvation that comes for us all. Let's not be George Costanzas who are constantly looking back and trying to change the things we can't change and pretending that nothing happened. That's not how to strive for the narrow gate. Rather, we look forward, trusting in the wonderful saving act of Jesus who died for all of us. And in our communal liturgical worship, we learn truly how to open our hearts to that wonderful mystery so that on the last day we may be welcomed joyfully into God's heavenly kingdom.